Hi, I'm Patrick Coleman. And I'm Kenny Coleman. And this is Diggin' Bones. So I got a question to ask you. Uh-huh. Um, do you think I'm beautiful? <laughs> of course I do. Well, I think you're beautiful. Well, thank you. And even without plastic surgery. Even without plastic surgery. Yeah. Uh, would you ever get plastic surgery? Uh, not on my face. Definitely not. <laughs> okay. I don't think I would either. I, I don't think I would either. Uh, you know, there's a new big trend in, um, in like penis surgery oh, in, God. in Mexico. Uh, you know. You're not touching it. Well, no, no. but uh, that's what I'm saying. That would be the only thing. Really? That I think would be open, you know, to me. Cause everything else on my body is perfect. <laughs> no. <laughs> like I... I wouldn't get calf implants. Or pectoral implants. That's another thing guys like to get is pectoral implants. What could Or chin or like chin or cheek implants? What could you possibly think was wrong? No, I don't think anything's wrong. Why no. would you do that then? Nobody would. I mean I wouldn't. Certainly. Other people do. But not it's not for me. It's a mistake. <laughs> and that's what Brennan thinks exactly. here in this in this episode is we are perfectly designed by genetics. Born unique and, and our life experiences that's, that's continue to make us even more unique. Exactly. And uh that's you know, that's uh that's the whole point of this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as we listen to to Bren <laughs> as she's called uh, in this episode, yeah, Angela calls her Bren. Oh, yeah, I don't know that I like Bren. Her. Yeah, she says uh, she calls her Bren at one point. Um, I prefer when she calls her sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> so this episode is uh, the episode? woman. Oh, yeah, uh, season 10. one. Yep, episode ten, the woman at the airport. Mm-hmm. Very misleading title. Yeah, it makes me think back to episode one. Right. Yeah, uh, it doesn't say anything about like how crazy this episode is. Right. This episode is like, um, it's weird. I mean, like, like it's artistically weird. Like the the angle, it's almost like uh, it's almost kind of like surrealistic the way that they they put it together. You know, there's like all these shots of like. Uh, there's, there's a shot of like when, when Brennan is doing the video call and it's like oh. half her face and then her lips. And oh, it's like, that was totally my bone to pick. It's what like so weird. Hell? Like three yeah, screens. We'll have, oh, I mean, I mean, I have more than one bone to pick yeah, so I me can too. choose a different one. Me too. But yeah, that was, there were some that choices. There was were some awful. It was one eyeball. Right. 
and her and lips. Her lips. Yeah. And then in the center screen, there were three skin screens, which she was talking to Angela. Strong choices. Strong yeah. choices. And then the in center screen was her whole face. And right. It was just. Yeah. No, thank now, you. Now, maybe there's some sort of, maybe it was like an artistic choice uh, by the director, you know, who was like, oh, this is symbolic of a woman having her face reconstructed. Yeah. You know, but I don't. It fell short. Yeah. I don't think it, I don't think it worked. No. Because this is an episode of Bones. Yeah. You know, and, well, you're and not a, you're not a, were animated. Oh, sure. So. You know, it's not like you're a. It's not like you're you're making an art film, right. you know? Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll get into it. Season one, episode 10, The Woman at the Airport. Yeah. Um, we'll just give a quick episode recap of here. Of course you will. Um, we uh, open in the Jeffersonian. Uh, there has been an Iron Age skeleton brought Correct. in. Mm-hmm. Um, so they actually start with the B plot. On, mm-hmm. on this episode. That actually is not the important part. Right. Um, and they're trying to authenticate it as the oldest Iron Age uh, specimen ever ever found. Mm-hmm. But while they're sort of getting into it, they're getting ready to to, to go on this journey, in comes Booth. Yep. He's got, a got body. He's got a body, and the body is in L.A. Mm-hmm. I mean, on the other side and of the country. And in pieces. And in pieces. Of course, I mean, it's not really on the other side of the country because they filmed this in L.A., so. I mean, come on. Um, <laughs> but that's how television works. That's how the magic of television works. <laughs> right. So, um, uh, so there's a little sort of back and forth as... As Bones protests to Dr. Goodman about, I don't want to go to L.A., uh, Booth says it'd be great publicity for the Jeffersonians, so Goodman sends her off. And off they go to L.A. Mm -hmm. There's some L.A.-y stuff. They're driving around in a Mustang. Right. Uh, Booth is wearing terrible T-shirts. Right. Um, And then they get to the crime scene. They find that the body is in pieces. It's been picked apart by coyotes. Yep. As they take it back to the medical examiner's office, uh, they discovered that this woman was uh, uh, very augmented by yes. plastic surgery, and so the uh, the task some yeah problems. the task then is how do we figure out who she was if we can't reconstruct her from her bones? Mm-hmm. So the investigation. Uh, takes off as they as they try to figure it out. They find what they think are black market uh, breast implants, right? Um, which tracks them, which tracks down this woman's um, uh, plastic surgeon, right? Uh, we discover that she is a call girl, right? And it takes quite a bit to untangle to figure out why she was killed. Yeah. Uh, there was a specialized tool used to uh, do some of her facial uh, reconstruction, plastic surgery. Um, uh, good old, good old Zach back at the Jeffersonian uh, figures out that the marks from the uh, killing blow match one of these specialized tools. Well, as Zach said, it was a team effort. Yes. Using... Brennan's words. Yes. Hodgins then yeah. says something. Right. That makes Zach realize. Right. That the 
tools used on her jaw were the same tools used to kill her. Right. And that tracks her to a second plastic surgeon. Right. And then we untangle the whole mystery. We find out that um, that this young sex worker's partner, sex worker, mm-hmm. uh, was jealous of her relationship with yep. the plastic surgeon. Mm-hmm. Um, the young woman whose name is Leslie... Uh, thought she was going to spend her life with this plastic surgeon, was getting jealous, and so killed her rival in the end. Right. And that's how we figure out who did it. Mm-hmm. Back at the Jeffersonian, Hodgins and Dr. Goodman are having a very bizarre sort of conflict of of science. Right. Uh, that they eventually, you know... Because Goodman likes to paint a picture. Right. And that's not science. And Hodgins wants everything to be empirical and based on evidence. Uh-huh. Um, and they come to a happy medium in the end and they shake hands. Mm-hmm. And that is the episode. I have a question, though. Yes. When we discover that it's Leslie. Yeah. Do they ever tell us how she got the tool? No. Huh. No. Okay. No, not that I remember. Me neither. Yeah. No, I guess she just, I mean, she must have been, had access to the plastic surgeon who was her lover and... Yes, but he replaced like, her as the it. lover. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how she got her hands on it. Weird. She did, apparently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's the episode. There's not a real lot of relationship building in this. I guess there's some relationship mm-hmm. building with, uh, with Hodgins Good, and Dr. Yeah, Goodman. Yeah, Goodman and Hodgins is where we get our deep relationship building yeah and i don't really like hodgins in this episode no he's a bit of a brat yeah he's a brat and also he's a dick well like he's being a straight up dick for no reason really the word i use for dick oh okay uh i think that maybe there's a thing like if he's pretty aggressive he is aggressive and Mm -hmm. what's weird is if you look at through the context of what we know that his family basically owns the Jeffersonian. Right. There's kind of, that makes it even worse to yeah. me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like. Because there's a point in which he's like, do you want my resignation? Right. Like, you know how much money you're going to lose if I resign. Uh, yeah, that's kind of the undertone. Right. And if you haven't been paying attention to all these episodes, you would think it's just like he's being, just being a real a real jerk but when you put the uh especially since he hates to use that kind of yeah and when you and when you put the money behind it it gets yeah and you know his reason and when he talks about his reasons about how kind of hollow yeah they are very hollow like you don't you don't have enough you know so it's it feels more than anything it feels like a power play from him you know what it feels like to me what pms Okay. I think is that is that your experience of of well just having premenstrual syndromes? You have a reason to be upset. Yeah. And then you present that reason overly forcefully. Uh huh. With too much emotion behind it. Yeah. And you're kind of a dick. Right. You know. Now I don't think that I don't think that. 
in terms of science, I don't think that Dr. Goodman is necessarily doing anything wrong here. No. I mean, what he's doing is he's it's, trying to build sort of a, a cultural story around the body mm-hmm. to try to understand it better. Right. I mean, this is things we do all the time. Without imagination, there is no science. Exactly. So he says something. Hodgins says. Yeah, I think I want it to be our I want it to be our final thought. Right. <laughs> but I think he's wrong. Yeah, I do too. Um, so when we get to the final thought, we'll save it for later. He's wrong but, that you shouldn't use your imagination to build a context right. around what you're what you're I looking mean, at. Because yeah, he's all we deal in facts. Right. But we can't get to a fact without a hypothesis. And we can't get to and a, a hypothesis is your is where the imagination right. comes in. And you can't get to a fact. You, you can't. Well, and you can't get facts for a cultural context of a body from the Iron Age unless you allow. And I mean, we're talking about Dr. Goodman, who whose character is supposed to be a very, very storied mm-hmm. anthropologist. This man has a lot of knowledge. It's not just like he's picking this shit up from thin air. Right. You know, when he's talking about. Oh, this man was a strong warrior, you know, because of this thing and that. He's making reasonable deductions, right? But about I think he's the an body. archaeologist, not an anthropologist. Oh, he is. He, yeah, he is an archaeologist. Okay, but he's using his vast experience of archaeology mm-hmm. to to you know better understand the body. yeah make yeah. a deduction. Yeah, you know, I mean, in 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 Hodgins' worldview, like. Like Sherlock Holmes would be a hack, right? right. Because right. Sherlock Holmes uses his imagination based on what he's seeing mm-hmm. to build a story, right? And you know, then he uses his wits to to come to a conclusion, right? You know, if Sherlock Holmes only relied on like microscopes, mm-hmm. he wouldn't be the thrilling sort of crime solver that he actually right. is. Well, and. To use Sherlock Holmes. I mean, he uses the entire picture. Right. Yeah. So without all of the little things that Dr. Goodman is observing. Right. And that is science observation. One of the scientific steps. Then. I, I don't know. It's just baffling. It's yeah. baffling. Yeah. And his and his uh, observations are, are really astute. I didn't see him saying anything that he couldn't pull out of what he was looking at. Right. You know, um, of this, of this warrior who's from a tribe that the body was found too far South to be a, a picked, a picked tr- a tribesman too tall, to uh, be a too, too tall. Um, but that, you know, made him think that he was a powerful Warrior, the way right. he was buried, the things that stayed on him meant mm-hmm. that he had a lot of respect. I mean, all these things are things that Hodgins like objects to, right? And, and it, it doesn't, doesn't seem like he'd be able to work with any right buddy exactly at the Jeffersonian if those were his arguments. Yeah, because they've all done it. Yeah, absolutely. So that B plot is really, uh, that B plot is really weird. Yeah, yeah. Um. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about L.A. Let's. Have you ever been to L.A.? I've driven through it. Well, no, I even parked. Um, I don't think that I was. One could say that I was in 
the city proper. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, it was an L.A. zip code. Right. That I parked in front of somebody's house and mm-hmm. fell asleep so on my way to San Diego. Yeah. I picked a something that looked like a neighborhood. Sure. A safe neighborhood to yep. fall asleep in on one of my many drives across and through the country. Um, and, you know, so that was it. The, otherwise, I've never really experienced LA. So you didn't get, like, uh, the the sort of sexy, the sexy LA feel when you were parking in a, in a neighborhood? No. <laughs> it looked like Ohio. The times... <laughs> <laughs> the times I've been to LA, um, I've been there probably about three or four times mm-hmm. around the city. Um, no, more than that. Uh, so I've been there enough times to sort of get a feel, you know, for for the city with people who've who lived there. Mm-hmm. Um, one time I stayed in down by the uh, Staples Center, which is the big entertainment. Um, district down there at a hotel mm-hmm. very classy downtown mm-hmm. hotel um and you know obviously this is a very heightened vision mm-hmm. of of la but it's also fucked up vision first of all why a convertible mustang booth booth rents a convertible mustang mm-hmm it, it, I don't it seems like more of a car you might get if you went to Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't see I don't see how that how that jives some I mean maybe a faster modern sort of convertible but mm-hmm. not like a classic Mustang. Yeah. I don't know. What was up with his t-shirts? To be too honest, I've got to say I didn't notice. The booth this whole time. So Usually, every episode, Booth is is buttoned up. Mm-hmm. Unless he's not wearing Anything. clothes. He's very buttoned up, has a, but has even a button-down shirt. But even when we've seen his shirt off, a, it's with a button-down right. over it, actually. He's got a jacket. Yeah. But some for some reason, when he goes to L.A., he's got, like, Ed Hardy, like, wings on his shirt, I think one says something like, like, leave me alone or something like. Oh, like yeah. A, no, you give know? me my space. I guess oh, I did Oh, I need notice. my space. Yeah, exactly. And he's got like, he's got like, you know, he's wearing like a cool jacket and stuff. And he doesn't actually put on his suit until much later. And it's like, why for, and, and he's wearing that even when he's investigating. Maybe he it's is because on he the beach. wants to be... On vacation. Maybe. But he's here's the thing. He's on the beach mm-hmm. investigating a murder. They're pulling the body out of the sand. Yeah. There is a young agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trisha. Pa- Patricia. No, not Patricia. It's just Trisha? It's just Trisha. Really? Yeah. Oh. Uh <laughs> Uh, who's who's bothering um, Bones about the fact that Bones is going to see a producer. Right. Because her book, mm-hmm. Bread in the Bone, mm-hmm. is going to be turned into a movie by Penny Marshall. Right. Out. So 
So he's there in a professional capacity, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And all this time, he's being super cold to Trisha. Yeah. And then later in the episode, he tells her. Yeah. Get he gets it, baby. He gets all. Oh, I didn't write it down. Oh, Do I you did. have the actual line? Let me see if I can find it. Oh, it's a proud and noble job. Yes, that it's a proud and I, noble job. I didn't job. finish writing out exactly what he said. Yeah. Um, but it, the, she's basically shitting on his federal. His FBI. And if she doesn't want to work for the FBI, then go do what she wants to do. Right. Because it is a proud it, and noble. Mm-hmm. And, and meanwhile, it, you know what, Booth? If it was so proud and fucking noble and it was such a big thing for you, you would have had your fucking suit on on the beach representing yourself like a goddamn professional and not an Ed Hardy fucking frat boy. Good point. Agreed. Right? Yes. Get all high and mighty about quote unquote your FBI. Yeah. God, sometimes he's so insufferable. Entitled. Entitled. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, to call it my FBI. Right. Come on. Yeah. Actually, it's my FBI and it's your FBI. That's right. Because our tax dollars pay for this. That's tax. right. So go fuck yourself, boo. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, history has shown us the FBI doesn't think that way. Truth. <laughs> True. So I guess in that respect... He's a maybe typical uh, look at the Federal Bureau of Investigation. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're not going to go down there. I hope. Yeah. Uh, oh, we love the FBI, by the way. FBI. Doing proud and noble work. You're it doing is, proud it and is. noble work. Yes. It's, uh, it's definitely a proud and noble job. Don't don't tap our phones any more than you already are. Ooh, I had some creepy phone tapping situation. Remember? <laughs> I texted you about yeah, it. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I digress. We won't talk about that. <laughs> um, anyway, love you guys. <laughs> love you. Thanks Yay! for protecting us. <laughs> <laughs> um, can we talk? So, okay, so they get the body on the beach. Yeah. And then they go to the L.A. Uh, pathology lab. Right. What the fuck is up with that pathology lab? There's an awful lot of greenery in there. And in the Jeffersonian. But what the hell? What was crazy was all the fucking art on the walls. Yeah. Like edgy Mm -hmm. black and white art on these pathologists, pathology walls. You know what? It's a morgue. Well, you need to be inspired sometimes in the morgue, right? (laughs) No, of course not. The bodies themselves, I'm sure. It's like, it's like lots of inspiration. It's like a minimalist morgue, you know, designed by. Fucking, I don't know, like... Because it's L.A., and that's where all the artists are. And that's where, and they're, and they're clean, and they're edgy, and they're, and they got sharp lines, high contrast. Yes. And it's just, it doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. It's like, uh, you know, it's like this, it's like a uh, pathology lab designed by Robert Maplethorpe, (laughs) or something, (laughs) is what it looks like. Uh, it's so I don't know I th- their whole vision of LA and then we go to Brennan's hotel because Booth is obviously in a dump because that's all the FBI will pay for right 
But which Brennan is, is in correct the- <laughs> because my tax dollars are paying right, for that. Exactly. Uh, but Brennan is in this like highfalutin hoity toity where apparently you can only wear a bikini all the time. Except only. she doesn't. She doesn't. I would have liked to see her one. Everybody else does. You know what? That yeah, I would have liked to see Brennan in a bikini. I think she's got a very hot body, hotter than all of those other gals <laughs> whose tits don't bounce. <laughs> Walking around. Yeah. 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 And uh you know, she's like it's it's just like a crazy scene. Yeah. Uh the I mean, I I've the hotel that that I stayed at mm-hmm. was was very much sort of designed like that. Right. But there I mean, you know who was in the pool? You know who was in the pool was like a a great big guy from fucking Minnesota floating around on his back with his hairy ass chest sticking up in the sun. Getting tasty sunburn. White. Yeah. Yeah. That's who was in the pool. That was who was in your pool. <laughs> she was at the sky bar. So I Is that what a, it was? The yes, sky bar? I have a I have a sneaky suspicion yeah. that you didn't get the VIP pool. Oh, probably probably not. Yeah. There were no bikini girls no. uh at at the pool that I was at. As beautiful <laughs> as it was. Right. Uh there there were none. Yeah, just a pa- um, pasty Minnesotan. And uh yeah, and apparently no black people allowed at that hotel. I didn't see and I didn't see not one of those bikini girls was of a non-Anglo ethnicity. I feel like I saw one, but I might be missing mixing it up with the show we watched last night. So yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it was it was crazy. Shout out to Jury Duty, great show. Yeah, great but, show. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so it's. Um, you know she's she's staying there while while uh, she's trying to trying to solve this crime, um, and it just doesn't it just doesn't it's too bizarre, and that's where when she's calling Angela to like gripe at her about having difficulty reconstructing this woman's skull, right? You know uh, that's because where, of all the surgeries right. the woman's had, mm-hmm. and that's where her face it's is all, all split disjoint, apart. right? And split apart. So fucking bizarre. It's a creative choice to show that we're talking about deconstructing of a face and how difficult it is to put it back together. I'm really glad that you understood Only the motivation. Only like way after the fact. Because when I, I was did in not it, get it. When I was in it, I was like, why, why have all of these? I just wrote down, distraction. <laughs> So that's exactly what it is. That's that was it was fully distraction. Yeah. But this whole episode was was distraction. Yeah. And maybe there's a metaphor in there. Maybe that's what L.A. is. It's just well, a giant distraction. Sure seems like it. <laughs> so maybe that is the metaphor. And um, it is. Uh, well, maybe it is. It's a, well, it's the one we're using. Yeah. That you and I are using. Right. Because, you know, that's who we are. Well, and I also had a problem with the Sky Bar. There's a moment in which Booth is allowed to use it mm-hmm. um, to interview one of the other 
escorts mm-hmm. of the night. <laughs> and sex workers, we can call them sex workers. I like I escort is of the night. Um, <laughs> and a security guard comes to kick her out. Now that yeah. person was black. Yes, security guard. So you can work there. <laughs> um, however, he was wearing a black beanie. The security guard was. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you're like, what, probably 19 stories up? Yeah. At a pool? Yeah. That's got to be fucking hot. Very hot. Do yeah. people wear, like, I mean, if you're going to wear a beanie, you're going to want, like, a light-colored beanie. Right. Not a black beanie. Yeah. And it just seemed like, ugh, that poor guy. It's got to be so fucking hot. Take your hat off. Do you think it was to make him look, make tough. Him look tough? I don't know. Like, he was I don't think be being tough. uncomfortable looks tough. Yeah. But what else? And, you know, Booth, let's give the guy some credit. In this instance, he has a ton of empathy for the sex worker. Not a ton Um, of empathy for the security guard just trying to do his job. He belittles him by telling him to go check on the drinks. Right? Yeah. Security job. That's a bit much. Yeah. Security guards do not go check on drinks. Yeah. Yeah. They have other things to do. But he's very sweet with Leslie. Yes, he is. He's like, you don't, we're, you don't have to do anything with me, yeah. Leslie. Uh, you know, so just, just chill out. And later, when he arrests her, he appears to have a lot of empathy for her then too. Yeah. You know, well, there's not that wasn't the same gal. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I didn't catch that. Same gal. Yeah. Hmm. Same gal. Uh, we figure it out because of her, her nails. One of the uh, samples that are sent to the Jeffersonian is a fingernail that our victim uh, didn't use. Yeah. And it, they trace it back to Leslie. <clears throat> no, I knew how they got to her. Right. But I thought nope. that that Same gal lady. was a different person. Okay. Same lady. All right. Yeah. All right. And I think that's why they have that moment there where they're he's like talking to her and they're laughing and then he rips off her fingernail he doesn't rip off her fingernail you're no but he he took it off at the end yeah when he met her if they're the same person that was the second time you met Uh but you're talking about being i think they're two different people no they're not two different people i i promise you it was really gross underneath that fingernail yeah by the way ew what it's like, that's not how... There should be another fingernail under there if it's a fake fingernail. There was no other fingernail. Really? No. It was just this icky stump. <laughs> like, what do you, what do you mean? I, did, I, I did, didn't see it that well. What? Oh. <laughs> Wrinkly stump thing. No other... Fi- like, you don't rip out your finger. You don't declaw yourself to put on fake nails. You just put them over the top of your real nails. Right. There was no... Are you sure it wasn't like glue? No, I'm not. (laughs) It looked like just an icky stump. Yeah, it's pretty gross. It was pretty gross. Yeah. Speaking of gross, the body in this is... uh, We have two bodies. Mm -hmm. The Iron Age guy. Not Not gross. gross. Mm -mm. Uh, Dusty musty. But uh, the victim here... Mm Mm-hmm. Way, I mean, pretty gross. Well, it just looked like and, melted plastic, well, which might have been also a been commentary yeah. on plastic surgery. And uh, it didn't help that that Brennan continually 
was ripping, pulling off, skin. pulling off skin yeah. and flesh. Yeah. And it's like, come on, yeah. really? You have tools there, right? You couldn't use a scalpel. Like, right. why are you? We've never seen her just rip shit rip off. shit off a body. Yeah, she would be very delicate. With and it. people wouldn't, right? Like, if you're doing an autopsy or whatever, yeah. you're There's not gonna just go ripping off yeah. skin. You're yeah. gonna want to. That could be useful at some right. point. So right. no. Uh, L.A. is the. I mean, they they really. They don't show it in the best light. No. Uh, and Booth is. Uh, can we talk about? Can we talk about Booth tracking down the victim's boyfriend uh, at the beach volleyball <laughs> game? He says something very funny about beach volleyball yeah, players, yeah. which. For those of you in my neighborhood who are listening, who play beach volleyball, these are not my feelings. Yeah. It's Booth's that says, leaping losers. <laughs> I wrote, are a great way to... <laughs> anyway, never mind. He just calls them leaping losers. Are a great way to what? I... No. <laughs> That's not what he said. He, I thought I had written what he said. Just the leaping loser parts of what he said. Yeah. And I don't want to share my thoughts okay. after that. <laughs> but he equates them uh, to criminals, basically. Right. He says, essentially, volleyball equals, beach volleyball equals criminal. Yep. I mean, that's pretty much his... Because they are in the middle of the day and they don't have a job. <laughs> it just doesn't... Like, oh no, it's not criminal. It's not even criminal. It's murderer. Right. One of these guys is a murderer. Yeah. what he thinks. Basically, beach volleyball... Equates to murder. Equates to a murderer. Because you've got all that time on your hands. <laughs> is, that, is that what it is? Is it really the time or is it the... Or is it the, the sport? Is it they're just not, they're enjoying themselves on the beach in the middle of the day when they should be at work, like all good <laughs> Americans? Oh man! So yeah. if you there's, are not there's no place employed, for a person who has a Wednesday off. <laughs> maybe these assholes work on the weekend. Jesus! Yeah, it's L.A. I'm sure there's a lot of weekend work. Yeah, that means you have to take a day off during the week. <laughs> And that might be volleyball mm-hmm. booth. Or also a night worker. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Also a lot of work in LA yeah. that involves the evening. Um, right. Speaking of LA, Penny Marshall shows up. She does. I love Penny Marshall so much. God rest her soul. And this is quite, this is a, this is quite a cameo. <clears throat> yeah. This is where she's uh, it's talking just about the movie. Yep. Yeah. Talking about the movie. Which Brennan apparently doesn't realize is even happening, or yeah. how she got her book got involved in it. Well, I don't know that she doesn't really know. I think she does not care. I think that's what they were trying to. It doesn't like it doesn't matter to her. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Yeah, it's possible. My my publisher wanted me to meet with the producer. Whatever, right. I'll do. There it. you go. There you go. Yeah. So Penny Marshall, I've got some some news. I've got some. Uh, research I yeah. did on Penny Marshall because I love her. Uh, she was born in the Bronx in 1943 mm-hmm. and her mom was a tap dancer. Wow. Tap dance teacher 
Um, so, and uh, her dad was a director of industrial films. Oh, industrial films. Uh-huh. It's like, yeah. And obviously her brother, Gary Marshall, is famous. Um, well, no, what's, what? What's her brother famous for? What? Gary Marshall. Who's yeah. that? I don't know who that is. What the fuck? What? You don't no. know who Gary Marshall is? No. Penny Marshall's brother? <laughs> who wrote for the Dick Van Dyke show and did like a kajillion things? <laughs> no, I've never heard of this person. Why are you why are you talking <laughs> to me like I'm a like I'm an idiot? I'm gonna show you a picture of Gary Marshall. <laughs> Hold but stand by, folks. Yeah, I, I really... He totally knows who Gary Marshall is. <laughs> I don't think I do. Come on. I don't think I've ever... I don't this think I bullshit. know this person. You know this person. heard of him. <laughs> you know don't know is. that guy? No. He's in so much stuff. He was... Oh, my God. <laughs> TV shows. Movies. He's done so much more than anybody else. Okay. Pretty Woman. Princess Diaries, Runaway Bride. But he he was in these, he directed them. Produced them, directed them, them, wrote them. He was a writer on the Dick Van Dyke show. Okay, you've said that. Chicken Little. I love love some Dick Van Dyke Nothing in common. The other sister. I mean, look at this. Wow. Yeah, that's... I mean, I'm still scrolling, folks. (laughs) That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Ooh, Jump Jack Flash. I really like that movie. Still going. Um... But also, okay, all right. He was an, he acted in some of them. There's definitely there's no way you don't know who this guy is. I don't. I there's no name recognition. Oh. I'm sorry, but this isn't about Gary Marshall. No, I was trying to talk about Penny. Well, yeah. anyway, Gary's like a kajillion times more famous than Penny. Really? Yes. That doesn't make any sense. My to mind me. is blown. It doesn't make any sense to me that you, who know so much more about pop culture than I, don't know who Gary Marshall. Well, know. I know about like. I, this is don't even. <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. I know what you're gonna say. I'm not. You don't. I do. And it's in your best interest to shut it. Okay. All right. Tell me more. About she also Marshall. had a sister named Ronnie, and that's where her name. Oh, her famous sister Ronnie Marshall. Haven't you ever heard Ronnie of Ronnie is Marshall? Also, also a producer. She's done so much. She has actually, but Penny got her name. Her, her Penny's name was actually Carol Penny. Okay. Marshall, and she got her name because Ronnie wanted wanted a horse and she was saving all of her pennies uh-huh. and when they got pregnant with carol penny marshall yeah. she couldn't get a horse <laughs> and so as a consolation prize they named her carol penny <laughs> because ronnie was saving all of her pennies wow yeah um that's <laughs> That's intense. So here's another thing. Yeah. About the Marshalls in general. Uh huh. Um, Gary was an Episcopalian. Okay. Ronnie was Lutheran. And Penny is a confirmed member of the Congregational Church, but none of them are religious. Okay. The reason they all have different religions yeah. is because their mother needed a place where she could hold recitals. <laughs> so she would have one of them sign up as 
a member so she could use church halls for her tap dancing <laughs> which i think is just finding a, the loop there's always a solution to Love your problem it. folks that's amazing um wow so and if you remember laverne and shirley penny played mm-hmm. what seemed like sort of a she was a a feminine creature but also mm-hmm. like the more tomboyish of the two yeah, yeah. between Laverne and Shirley and um, a little bit more klutzy. And um, the interesting thing is, is that she actually also taught dance for a short period of time. Oh, okay. Um, so it makes me laugh thinking about, because they would have dance scenarios in mm-hmm. court and, and a lot of their comedy in Laverne and Shirley was physical comedy, yeah. which makes me think about her choreographing those scenes mm-hmm. as an actual choreograph. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Um, and what else did I find interesting? Oh, I wanted to know about the letter L mm-hmm. that she had on her sweater. Mm-hmm. I thought that it must mean something mm-hmm. um, other than L for Laverne. It doesn't. She saw it in the costuming when they were getting ready. <laughs> Saw a vintage sweater with a letter L on the shoulder. Uh-huh. And she thought that would just be a great way for the audience to be able to tell the difference between Laverne and Shirley. Okay. Um, yeah, we didn't need that penny. <laughs> just letting you know. <laughs> However, they did put the letter L emblazoned on the cor- the bottom of her, her uh, tombstone. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Um, so... Those were the things I found interesting. There's yeah. a lot more yeah. to uh, we. I could talk all day about Penny Marshall, right? Because I love her so much. Mm-hmm. Um, also, very surprised that she wasn't a lesbian. I mean, I knew she had been married, but that was a time. I thought for sure that she would have just given her style <laughs> that she was a lesbian, but right. nope. My gaydar is off, but right. it usually is, so that's not a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> so there's my Penny Marshall uh, history. I love it, and and uh, they ask um, they ask Bones what movie, what's her favorite Penny Marshall movie? Oh yeah, and she says she really enjoyed that time space paradox, <laughs> right? Which both of them look at her, yeah, like fish out of water with their mouths gaping. And then, and it's the, big. It's big, the time space paradox, which is an amazing film that I didn't even realize was a, was a Penny Marshall film. Yeah, well, you, apparently you don't know much about. I these don't. Common I, I clearly, man films. I don't because I thought Gary <laughs> Marshall. I'm still mad because I thought. I guess I thought like like big was a Spielberg jam or something like that, but clearly that's not. Yeah. No. You're so disgusted with me. I'm a little disappointed in you. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I really thought you would have been. So the the other uh, uh, big aspect of this... uh, uh, (laughs) The other big aspect of this is, of course, the victim. And um, her... I think she has body dysmorphia, basically. They never call it out. Well, they do. She says she's addicted to plastic, plastic surgery. surgery. They don't use that. They 
they attribute it to her. They attribute it to her not getting roles. Right. And you know she she was beautiful. She would try to get a role as an actress. Mm-hmm. Um, have a lot of hope. Get turned down. Right. Turned to plastic surgery because she thought it was a right. outward physical <gasps> thing. Do you suppose that's why they used Penny Marshall? I don't know why. Well, because she was a very successful actress, even though she wasn't a stunning beauty. Oh, that could be it. Interesting. Oh, that's possible. Mm -hmm. That's possible. And our victim has like a dozen names to go with her. Her dozen faces. Let's see if you got them all. Uh, I have uh, Candace, Sandra, Susan, and Allison is what she goes by. Was there another one in there? Yeah, but you didn't get any last names. Uh, Candace Hayden. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the only one. Uh, Sandra Kanan. Okay. Susan Shepard. Okay. Allison Holmes. Okay. And each, it seems like each one of those people, mm-hmm. almost like they had a different face. Yeah, like it seems like she changed her name every time she got a different face. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they're trying to, <clears throat> which is which is why it's so hard to to pin her down. And, mm-hmm. and understand it they don't that's that's which like may a have more... been what jennifer gray should have done after her plastic surgery <laughs> get a different name yeah <laughs> i think she probably would have gotten different more work because think so well i know when i look at her yeah you're like po- who is that? post no i'm like jennifer what happened what did you do oh your face was so expressive and now it it's was... fucked oh whoa well it is Whoa. Jennifer. That's. I know you thought that you were typecast as Mm -hmm. a Jew, Mm -hmm. but you were a fucking adorable Jew. (laughs) And there was nothing Jewish about your role in, in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. No, no. No, So. And who cares? Who cares? If you're typecast as a Jew. Oh my God. (laughs) We need Jewish actresses. Come on. So our victim, like Jennifer Grey, uh, is is uh, plastic. In, you know, she gets plastic surgery. Yeah. Um, and uh, I I did some research into into plastic surgery. When I say uh, plastic surgery, what when what do you when you think of the word plastic? Where where do you think that? How, what's what's your connotation in your head? With regards to, s- to plastic. surgery or just plastic in general? The plastic part of it, yeah. Oceans filled <laughs> with single-use items. No, this is a, this well, is a word association. <laughs> We're not playing word association. I'm not like, tell me the first thing that comes to mind. In the context of plastic surgery, what do you think the plastic means? That they're using... Like, I would imagine that if you... For example, were one of those poor babies born without a nose mm-hmm. or cleft palate that is so drastic that half mm-hmm. your upper lip is gone that they had used plastic to form those things to begin with. See, now that's where my head was at, too. Yeah. I thought plastic surgery was about the the uh, engineered material mm-hmm. they were putting into your body. But it's not. That's not it. Fascinating. I'm Tell stealing. Me more. I'm stealing your etymology corner for Please just do, a little because bit because I went with a history of Penny Marshall because <clears throat> I love her. Love you, Penny. The 
the etymology of the plastic actually mm-hmm. comes from the uh, the Greek and is about reshaping. Not, oh. you know, how if something has plasticity, plasticity uh-huh. it can be reshaped. That's so calling it plastic surgery, which it was called, I mean, ever since it was it was developed. Well, not ever since it was developed, mm-hmm. but it, that meaning uh, pops up as early as uh, 19 or 1598. Mm-hmm. That idea of the plastic surgery. Oh, um, and actually it's it's. It's modern usage uh, of that word plastic surgery mm-hmm. pops up s- at, at least 70 years before the invention of plastics. Huh. So that's where the plastic comes from. Um, there are two general categories of plastic surgery. Okay, tell. Um, can you guess them? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Recon- so reconstructive, and oh. the other one would be elective, cosmetic. Well, cosmetic. Okay. And um, so this has been around for like a very long time. Mm-hmm. So uh, before the 16th century, um, there are some uh, references to the plastic repair of a broken nose. Okay. In Egyptian papyrus. No. Yes. What? Yes. Um, Shut up. And let's see. Um, in the uh, in India, um, is there's belief that they um, uh, were using these techniques well before the the West ever was. Um, wow. The sort of modern. Oh. <laughs> Mid 15th century Europe, this is interesting. Uh, there was a physician who described a process, quote, to make a new nose for one who lacks it entirely and the dogs have devoured it. Fuck. <laughs> huh. So, yeah. Uh, Mid 15th century Europe. They had a technique to replace your your nose had it been devoured by dogs. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was that commonplace? I don't know. If, uh, it was common enough to figure out how to replace it. Uh, <laughs> wow. So most of like like plastic modern plastic surgery really gets its heyday. Uh, uh, really hits its strides. Um, in in the in the world wars, mm-hmm. um, mostly because soldiers were getting you know parts of their face blown right. off, right? Basically, mm-hmm. and because of all the facial wounds, <clears throat> the doctors of the time were able to sort of revolutionize their practice, right? To figure out how to repair um, these soldiers injured um, injured in war, um, and that's really where it's sort of. The techniques are developed, um, they're they're honed, um, and and that sort of leads us to to the to the modern era of of plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it is 
reconstructive. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you talked like cleft palates, yep. uh, birth defects, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, but in America, Mark. it's important to note that the vast, vast majority of plastic surgery is cosmetic. Mm-hmm. Um, and elective and it is it is a lot so uh the number of cosmetic procedures performed in the united states has almost doubled since the start of the century 92 percent of cosmetic procedures wait since like oh since since the start of the century this century yeah so in 2014 Nearly 16 million cosmetic perform- cosmetic procedures were performed in the United States. Wait, what? 16 million, million cosmetic Christ. surgeries were performed. That's 2014. And they're not talking Botox, are they? <clears throat> no, uh, Botox is is one of them. Oh, but you'll be surprised. It is not the it's not the top. Really? No. No, not not at all. In fact, um, there's uh, let's see. Oh, of course, the I bet you could guess who's getting the surgeries: men or women? Women. Women. Yep. Uh, there was something like ninety-two percent of the cosmetic procedures um, were performed on women, and fifteen point six million cosmetic procedures were performed in twenty twenty. So it there I mean it's Jesus. it's going it's going like crazy. Um You know that stuff on your face, guys? What? That gives you character. <laughs> Just fucking leave it alone. So <clears throat> non surgical procedures uh, include Botox and laser hair removal. Okay. In 2010... Also, we're mammals, yo. We're supposed <laughs> to have hair. In 2010, the, uh, uh, the American Society of Aesthetic and Plastic Surgery um, uh, had a survey, and they revealed that there were 9,336,814 total procedures in the United States in 2010. Now, of those, 1,622,290 were surgical. So not Botox, wow. not hair removal, but surgical procedures. Um, 81% of these procedures are done on Caucasian people. It's a lot. Well, is um, that because they can afford it? <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know. I do not know. I got to say... Back in uh, when I was doing my travels, I um, was traveling with this fellow, and we stopped in his hometown of Colorado and mm-hmm. spent a couple nights with his mom. Mm-hmm. I don't know why she let me in the house, because she had just gotten back from having her eyes done for like the fourth time. Yeah. So maybe she was just like, eh, no thing. Yeah. Oh my God. Terrifying. Was it? Like, ugh, ugh, terrifying. She was all puffy and greasy looking. Her entire face was bruised. She looked like she had been in a fight. I mean, she had been in a fight, essentially, with her own face. Mm -hmm. 
<sighs> well, what do you think about that? That's a grown-ass woman. Mm-hmm. All right? Um, in 2018, more than 226,994 patients were between the ages of 13 and 19 years old. <gasps> oh. Girls, it's okay if your nose is a little bit big. I bet um, you, how many of those were nose jobs? Ah, uh, ooh. You don't know. Uh, I don't know. I bet you um, most of them. Yeah. Impossible. It, 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 it's very possible. Um, plastic surgery is increasing, rising 115% from 200 to 2015. So, um, you know, it's a good business to I be in. So, if if you're a doctor, um, there's been some very odd uh, plastic surgery situations, though. For instance, something that I had no idea about mm-hmm. for a very long time in the UK and the US, um, up until oh gosh, I think 2017. Um, there was a shit ton of plastic surgery in prison. Hmm. There was, there was a, there were programs in the U S and the UK to give cosmetic surgery to people that had tattoos to on their face, incarcerated, not just tattoos, huh? Noses, ears, scars, all hmm. different, all different sorts of stuff. It was a prison program. So, we were we were paying for these men to have their faces essentially redone and it's very strange because it goes it goes way way back um so this was uh pioneered in san quentin um in in 19 in the 1900s early 1900s um and it was pioneered by a by a doctor called Leo L. Stanley, and uh, the idea was to reform convicts and reduce recidivism. The idea that these men looked like they were in prison, they'd gone through hell in prison, and they would leave prison looking like convicts, and nobody would hire them, their lives wouldn't change, they would come back. Hmm. That was the theory, right? Okay, how'd it work? He said, uh, he said in 1918, considerable plastic surgery has been done, particularly that done for deformed noses. This work has been a benefit in that it has improved the appearance of many of the men and removed a deforming feature. Some work has been done on ears, which were very prominent. So not just scars and noses, apparently. Now, this is connected to, because it's around 1918, Mm -hmm. this is also connected to the eugenics movement. Mm -hmm. Um, This idea that uh, the way you look sort of determines your character. Mm. And so there was this idea that if you change the looks, the character would also change. And um, what's crazy is this continued into the into the uh, the new millennium. I mean, th- there's nobody doing it anymore, but y- this is fairly recent that these programs have. have They're really have not stopped. doing it anymore. I mean, I could imagine that if you had a swastika so. on your forehead, well, and you found. I no, actually, I don't. Think, res- I don't think they're. I don't even think they're. They're offering uh, tattoos. Huh. 
anymore. You know, it occurs to me um, that I've been very critical here in this conversation mm-hmm. of plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, but given those numbers, probably half of our listeners have had plastic surgery. And I feel the need to uh, say, you know, if you want to talk to me about it, let me know. I'm and, sort of um, in the place where like, you know, you I'm know, open to learn more. That's I'm, I'm coming from my own experience, but I'm always open to learn more. I'm in a place where like you do you, you yeah. know, you, you, you look how you want to look, be mm-hmm. who you want to be. Yeah. You know, I think there's, I think there's a ethical line gets crossed with, with people who are, are suffering from significant body dysmorphia. Right. Which, like everything, is on a spectrum. I have a question. Yeah. Is orthodontia considered? I mean, you, oh, I don't know. A lot of cases, you do have to have surgery. Yeah. Wisdom teeth remo- removed while they're impacted. I don't think so. Um, they were talking about breaking my sister's jaw mm-hmm. because of an underbite. Mm-hmm. Um, they fixed it a different way, but you know. I, I don't. Imagine. I don't think so because no. it's it's not listed. It's not listed in the types of of the the top plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what what do you think is the top? Let's let's stop. Well, no stop. Top procedure. Nope. Hmm. Tummy tuck. That's interesting. Since yeah. you can just put a fucking shirt on. Yeah. What's the next one? Your uh, your friend's mom is eyes, eyes. Yep, eyelid surgery. Uh, well, I do know that uh, the kind of eyelid I have, which is uh, what do they call that? It's a very heavy mm-hmm. eyelid. Mm-hmm. As you age, can, can kind of go over, go over your eye yeah. and, and cover your sight. Yeah. Um, and I've known people who have done that. Mm-hmm. Um, Renee Zellweger. Oh, there you go. Did that. Um, so I don't know. It's just an aside, I guess. (laughs) Uh, number three, which surprised me. Huh. Penises. Yes. That does not surprise me. And you guys, it's not about the size. (laughs) It's how you write with it. It's the construction or reconstruction of a penis, um, or artificial modification. Um, so... I mean, I know a lot of fellows are crooked. Yeah, maybe if you've got, maybe if it's like extreme, if you mm-hmm. have uh, Peroni's disease, which is like a severe bend that mm-hmm. is that is like so you can't even get actually it in there painful if get you it. get an erection. Ooh, it's ow, like painful. Sorry, fellows. So yeah, go you would ahead want, and get that fixed. You would want like reconstruction, perhaps. Oh, of, of that. how horrible! And do you think that you would then, even after you got it fixed, mm-hmm. still have? Like a memory of the pain and yeah. not get maybe allow yourself to get around as often maybe, or if you had a significant bend, you know, and you were always doing it to the left, do you think maybe you overcorrect? Well, I <laughs> I was with a fellow for quite some time who had a significant bend. Yeah, but once it was, I don't know, surrounded, <laughs> I could not tell the difference. Okay. Surrounded uh, and supported. Yeah, there you, you know. go. Surrounded and supported. <laughs> wow. Okay. 
Uh, fourth. Was that too much? No, no. It's just, it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. <laughs> uh, you guys, his shoulders are like directly <laughs> into his headphones. He's so tense about what I just said. <laughs> fourth is, <laughs> Sorry, uh, what do you think the fourth after, after, after the schlong? Obviously, I'm going to go back to nose job. Nope. But it's never going to be nose job Breasts. because you wouldn't ask me. Oh. Breasts mm-hmm. are number four. Well, that includes I, that includes augmentation, reduction, and um, uh, mastopexy, which is a lift. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, now, are they including that in reconstruction after mastectomies? No, these okay. are these are all okay. these are well, all. You know what? I get it. Cosmetic. I get that, um, especially the reduction. These ladies get in the way. Yeah. And are painful. Um, and if you ever watch the show Miranda with her running down the street mm-hmm. holding her giant knockers, mm-hmm. I get it. If I'm not prepared to run, but I need to run, I've got to. T- I got to hang on to them because oh. it hurts. Yeah, yeah. So I get it. You, you I get would. It. I would totally shrink these guys down to size if I had extra folding money. So there we go. Also, uh, butt augmentation. Uh, butt implants, um, cryolipolysis, which is using a medical de- device to destroy fat cells, um, oh. through controlled, non-invasive, localized cooling. Wait, what? uh, yeah. So you're freezing them? Yeah, basically. Yeah. And then what? Uh, to kind of reshape the contours. Oh. Yeah. Um, so the, but do they stay frozen or you I, just, I don't think you so. freeze them, move them I, I and don't then let them so. thaw out. I, I will have to, we'll have to look into it. Huh. Kind of go down a whole nother Avenue there. Um, also in the top, this is interesting. They're side by side. Mm-hmm. Labiaplasty. Okay. And lip augmentation. That gets weird. Both ends. Real fast. Well, if you're doing both of them. <laughs> Take a little off the bottom and put it on the top. <laughs> I don't know why I have to shave my lip now, though. No, I'm just kidding. Hardy <laughs> hard. Labiaplasty uh, is interesting. Well, that's interesting because we just, like, read how many... We were doing, just for no reason, looking at all the words for... <laughs> For labias well, and you, vaginas. Well, you had mentioned that you had mentioned Jimmy hat, which was a term I had never yeah, used. So yeah. it was not for no reason. Oh, that's right. And then I was like, really, people, all the people who are named James, poor them. You know, yeah, like yeah. I had no idea people called their penis a Jimmy. Mm-hmm. And so then we went and saw what different words were for, and I speci- specified Vagina. Yeah. Very few of them actually referred to the vagina themselves. It was yeah. more of the the whole region. In fact, one of them was down there, which <laughs> just bothers the fuck out of me. I mean, I'm no fan of the word cunt, but I would much rather use that than down there. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Anyway, there were oof, lots of, on both ends, lots of really stupid names for genitalia yeah um 
Maybe a plastic. You know, I do know that there are times I knew a gal who's um, during puberty, one of her uh, labia majora grew faster than the other. And so she was a little freaked out by that. But then the other side caught up. Um, but, you know, I used to work for Planned Parenthood and I was a um, colposcopy assistant. So mm-hmm. I saw a lot of labias. Yeah. And they do come just like penises in all, all different shapes, shapes and, and sizes. sizes. Yeah. But I never saw a single pair that I thought, damn, girl, you need to get that fixed. <laughs> I never saw that. <laughs> so I, um, I wonder what ladies you think is like I don't know if it's in the top 10 like what do you think it's know. supposed to look like are you hmm. yeah you know is it a comfort thing like maybe they're so large you're sitting on them wrong yeah or maybe they're visible from the outside like if you're wearing oh, yoga just pants the, well everybody's visible in the yoga well pants I mean some might wearing, be more visible than others you just hike those babies down a little bit <laughs> Like, you don't have to pull them up so high, gals. Oh, look, again, listen, this is I gross, say... you guys. Prepare yourself. But I saw somebody wearing yoga pants the other day. And they were going up her crack. Uh-huh. And she bent over. Yeah. And I don't know what it was. What, if she trusted a fart, or if she was sweaty, or what. Ugh, but it was wet. And it was so sad that I had to see it. So sad that I had to tell you about it, guys, just now. I'm so sad about all of it. Wow. Yeah. This episode really took a turn. <laughs> it just really took a turn. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I will say I will say I was wrong. Uh, that list was sort of an arbitrary order. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. Um, the oh, so this wasn't yeah, top. No, the most okay. Oh. So the most surgical procedure performed in the U.S. is in fact drawn it rhinoplasty. The you're, most you're, okay. The most performed. Well, the reason I said that was because I I I'm just positive that those teenagers 2. that are getting co- yeah. cosmetic surgery are either ear tucks or nose jobs. Yeah. fifteen point two of all cosmetic surgical procedures. Uh, were rhinoplasty, followed by eyelid surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most populous pr- procedure was facelift. Ten percent of all procedures and gals. That, I don't know. I mean, and liposuction. I don't know. Nine point one percent. Have you seen pics of those gone wrong? Mm, no, I don't think I want to. Yeah, it's rough. Mm. So that is uh, uh, plastic surgery. And I um, prefer my research about Penny Marshall to yours. <laughs> um, I did Let's, forget something about Penny yeah. that is interesting. Yeah. Um, she grew up at 3235 Con- Grand Concourse in oh. the Bronx. Same building. Yeah. Um, for Neil Simon. Hmm. Somebody I don't know. Uh, who? Patty Chayefsky. Nope. Um, Calvin Klein. Whoa. And Ralph Lauren. 
Wow. What a, that's a star studded building. Yeah. My goodness. I know. So, um, we're going a little long here, but, uh, <laughs> sorry. Guys. Let's talk about, um, bones, bones to pick. What were your bones to pick? Oh, just that, um, the sky bar montages. There was like three or four of them. Yeah, there were a lot. There was about 500 women bouncing in bikinis mm-hmm. to like mm-hmm. seven men. Yeah. And all of them were. Yeah. White. All the men were fully dressed. Yeah. There were fully no, dressed. All the ladies no are in bikinis. Dre- yeah. mm-hmm. And. Um, yeah. Ugh. Ugh. That's I, all I have to say about it. My, my bones. Ladies picks, were better than that. My bones to bones to pick were the pathology lab, yeah. which was ridiculous. <laughs> Booth's dumb shirts, mm-hmm. dressing down in dumb shirts, and the way he told off that poor agent, yeah, who just wanted something on the side. Yeah, I mean we're doing stuff on the Could side right side here hustle? with this podcast. Jesus. Yeah. Um, she was a little aggressive about asking about it, but. and those were really those were really my. My well, and biggest, the biggest bone to pick. The, tr- the bones to pick. Deconstructed face of Brennan. Yeah. 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 And that brings us to the final thought. Um, we which saved we, this one. Yeah. Which we don't agree with. We don't. We don't agree with it. But the phrasing is just. It's amazing. too perfect. It's yeah. A, it's a very good way. I'm going to let you say it since I already shut my guy. To uh, to end that episode, and this comes from Hodgins. Who says, completely contrary to the whole premise of Bones. And the whole scientific procedure. And uh, the author of the books themselves. Right. (laughs) Good point. Hodgins. This is from Hodgins. Final thought. Science is no country for storytellers, baby. (laughs) He said it so And that's, and that's uh, season one, episode ten. Thanks, guys, for uh, for listening and joining joining with us. Yep, ten episodes. Yeah. How how great is it? We got ten episodes of of a show that's popular for one guy in Denmark. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. How do you say we love you? And uh, uh, I can't remember. I can't remember. But we'll go good. Yeah. We'll we'll say it next time. Okay. Anyway, we love you guys. Yeah, we love you. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us and join us again next week when we're on uh, episode eleven. Yeah, and we'll we'll probably have some updates about the uh, about the book about the book. Yeah, coming up. Yep. All right, that's it. Um, we'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Nighty night.